Do you know what I love about cats? What's that? Everything. And I'm Sarah, and this is Meowcast, a podcast about cats. So what's this podcast all about? Cats? More specifically, cat behavior, science, pet enrichment, myths about cats, and the part cats played in history. We're also going to be talking about famous cats, and we will end each episode with a Meow of the Week. Yay! I'm so excited! Let's start with our personal cat history. So, Sarah, what was the name of your first cat? Well, when I was really young, we had a cat named Freebert. Garfield was out at that time, and my parents thought that Garfield's name was Freebert, so they named the cat <laughs> Freebert. Um, I don't know how they got Freebert from Garfield, but they just, did. Just somehow did. And then they just kept Freebert even after they realized that it was Garfield. Um, I didn't. I don't remember much about that cat. It was a all white cat. So how how old were you at the time? I was. It was like pre-kindergarten I think okay so I was really young the only real memory I have of that cat is it walking across me to get to my mom's lap and scratching me by accident (laughs) it's my only memory but um there's pictures of me with the cat and apparently we got along because there's pictures of me like petting it and stuff um but after that we went a long time without a cat and then I kept bugging my parents that I wanted a cat I wanted a cat I wanted a cat and so finally, they agreed. My dad says he hates cats, but he loved this cat. He's loved every cat I've ever seen him interact with. He just says he hates them. Um, it's kind of a tough front. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we adopted a kitten. His name that we well, I gave him. I got to name him. His name was Kanga. And how old were you when you got Kanga? I was. It was the summer between um, the seventh and eighth grade. So I think I was maybe. 12 or 13. Okay. Um, and Kanga was so cute. We brought him home. He got sick in the car on the way home, but that actually is what endeared him to my dad because my dad got to figure out how to make him a special food that made his belly feel better. He got to play vet. He got to play vet. And that made them, they were best friends ever since. And he followed me around everywhere that summer. I would say, like, Kanga, I'm going to go in the other room and watch TV. And I'd get up and he'd get up and follow me in the other room. He was, like, just everywhere I went, it was Kanga was with me. So did you did you guys get any other cats after that? Yeah, we got Kelly. Um, that was not a planned adoption. <laughs> um, my mom was volunteering at the Humane Society and came home with a cat one day and said that she needed a home. And I was obviously thrilled about it, because the more cats, the merrier. Um, But Kelly and Kanga did not get along very well. Kangle was kind of a bully, because he was used to being an only cat. Yeah, there was quite a bit of age difference between them, right? Oh, there was... Well, there was an age difference, but there was more just... Kangle was... Kelly was an adult when she was adopted, so we don't know how old Kelly was. But it was obvious that Kangle was older. Okay. So what about you, though? Tell me about your, your cats. Well, my family has had cats before I was born. Um, the first cat my parents ever got, uh, they got six months after mar- getting married. Her, her name was Puff. She was this um, long-haired, very long-haired, very tiny cat. And she ended up living till 21 years old. Oh, um, wow. And 
she was just really, really cute, but really kind of aloof. She didn't really like yeah. being around people that much. Um, but uh, the first cats I really remember were uh, Patches and Pawpaw. They were kind of my cats from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I remember getting them when I was in first grade. We went to the uh, we went to the pound. We wanted to get a brother and sister. We wanted to make sure we got a, you know, two yeah. cats together. Um, and they had very different personalities. Patches was very outgoing and boisterous, and while Pawpaw was a little bit more like Puff, you know, kind of shy and, and a little more uh, reclusive. And Puff was still around at that point, right? Oh, yeah. And Puff, we were lucky in that we had a big enough house <laughs> that they didn't uh, get in each other's way. But uh, Does that my... mean they didn't get along? Well, they. it took a while. Okay. But Puff eventually you know, acclimated to having two other cats. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, shortly after getting all three cats, we ended up getting a dog, too. So it was kind of a crowded house for a while. That sounds great, though. Um, but they were, I remember when they were kittens and they, they couldn't go up and down the steps yet, um, They I kept them in my room and I was the person who fed them and changed the litter and all that kind of good stuff and, mm-hmm. until they were old enough to explore the house properly. Um, and then uh, my parents actually got a cat almost as while I was leaving, you know, on my, it was very close to my 18th birthday. They got um, a cat named Miss Kitty. Mm-hmm. And she is definitely a, um, a lap cat. Yeah. <laughs> she just loves to be pet and you can, you can pretty much pick up Miss Kitty at any point and do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just very... Very, very cuddly. Uh, and she's still she's still with my parents. I really consider Miss Kelly kind of the first um, post, post-me cat. <laughs> yeah. Parents. Yeah, definitely. Um, but what about our cats? We've got two. We have two amazing cats. So remember, well, let's, go, let's talk about Sammy first. Because let's talk about the second born, the first <laughs> to talk about. Um, Sammy... We, he's, how old is he? He's He's about three or four. Three or four. I think he's, I think he's closer to four. We adopted him in the summer, but I know he was about six months old when we adopted him. That's right, yeah. He was a little bit older. We adopted him from Barks, which is, it's actually, I found out after we adopted him, the pound of Baltimore, but it's like a no, it's a low kill pound. Yeah. Um, so it's a different type of pound. Um, he's so hyper all the time. he's got a lot of energy. He is, he's... A lot like Patches in that way. Just mm-hmm. very high energy, um, loves to play. In fact, he's been getting more insistent about play recently. He has, and he is such a daddy's boy. <laughs> Everywhere you go, Adam, he is with you. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so the other thing I noticed about about Sam recently is he has been more talkative. And so has Seamus. So that's something about Seamus. So we adopted Seamus. Seamus is our... Uh, elder cat. Elder cat. He's 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 about nine years old now. Um, well, let let's back up just one second. Yeah, yeah. Sammy is um, since we got both of our cats as strays originally, they were um, we're not sure of the breeds, but we're fairly certain Sammy is a a white domestic medium hair, and Seamus. We're certain he's got some kind of Maine Coon in him, um, but I mean the technical. <laughs> breed, I guess, is domestic medium hair. Yeah, he's he's a domestic medium hair, but his fur is so long, and 
he is so particular about grooming it. And he's a he's a very beautiful black cat. He's gorgeous. He has all black. All black fur with these bright huge yellow eyes. He's just he is a handsome guy. And we adopted him when we first moved in together. We had only lived together for about a month and both of us were like this is great Adam and I but we were like it doesn't feel like home. Why doesn't it feel like home? And we realized it didn't feel like home because there was no cat. And for both of us, home is where a cat is. So we went to the Humane Society. We were living in North Carolina at the time. Went to the Humane Society. And Seamus was adopted right around the time the last Harry Potter book came out. So he was actually part of the Harry Potter litter. So all of the all of the kittens in that litter had a Harry Potter-themed name. And... Um, we fell in love with Seamus. I think it was between Seamus and Ron was the other cat we were we were looking at in that litter. But the lady kept saying, you know, the black cats they don't get adopted as much and all this stuff. And then we so we said, you know, let's let's play with him. And we play, and he was just he immediately. I think we knew. Yeah, he uh, he started out as having a ton of energy, but as he kind of grew into adulthood, it was he. Um, I think he mellowed out a lot. He is mellowed out, and he's definitely, he's my little sidekick. Yeah. You can just say nap, and he just runs into the bedroom. He gets so excited. I just have to say nap. I have to, all I have to do is say his name in a special tone of voice that I'm not going to use right now, because I don't want to call him over to the recording. <laughs> but, um, and he'll be right there. He's actually, he's in the room, he's taking a nap right now, but I, I'm sure if I said his name in that one tone of voice, he would be right here. So let's go ahead and talk about, um, let's get some education. Yeah, so, well, with Seamus, he's gone in and out of meowing a lot. Yeah. Um, and he meows at night sometimes. And he, he did that as a kitten a lot, but when he was a young adult cat, he kind of grew out of it a little bit. A little bit. But recently, it's gotten a little worse. Yeah, so I did some, I did some research on this, and some of my observations are that if he has not been fed yet, it's the obvious. We know what that meow means. He has a very specific sounding meow. I think we both know when we hear that, it's really just him saying, feed me. And that's that's one of the reasons why it's important. If you meal feed your cats, just stick to a schedule. Exactly. And stick to roughly the same points of time. Exactly. And we do. And he knows when it hits that time, if we're not in the kitchen... He knows to meow and say, hey, guys, look at the clock. Yeah. Like, it's like this cat can tell time better than we can. Um, (laughs) But, um, so that's the first thing, if it's before bed and they're meowing. Another thing that um, he's been doing a lot at night is meowing when he gets bored. And that's both before we go to bed or if we go to bed and we haven't really played before bed, which we've learned very quickly, the best way to handle this is to play with him before bed. So I think that sometimes he does it because he's bored. Other times he will meow. I think he hears either the neighbors or an animal outside. But the interesting thing, Adam, is did you know that cats do not meow typically at each other? They, When they're kittens, they will meow at their mother. But then they don't, adult cats don't meow at each other. That's really interesting. You know, I now that you say it, I have not seen Seamus and Sam meow at each other. They exactly. hiss at each other occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. They, uh, they will meow at their humans because they've learned that they get a response from it. Um, so kittens will meow at their parents and cats will meow at their humans. Um, maybe that's... we're their parents and they know it at heart. That's not what my research said, but that's what I would love to truly believe. That's so interesting because, you know, I've always heard that 
cats think of humans as just big cats, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense it, to think of it that way if they know they have to communicate with us in a special manner. Exactly. So I'm not, I don't know about all of that part of it, but my, my guess would be that it's because they get a response from us, but if they meow at each other, they don't get a response. For example, a response. If I am laying in bed and I hear Seamus meow, I know to just yell his name out or whisper his name even, and he will come into the bedroom. It's like he's meowing to say, hey, where are you? And that's exactly what it seems like. And my research said something similar. It does say that cats will meow at night to call out to their humans. Um, Sometimes cats don't feel like getting up. They're just lazy. Or sometimes they're older and it's harder for them to get around. And they will meow just to have reassurance that you are still home. They just want you to call out to them and let them know I'm still here. And that it's interesting because we've tried to set up areas in our bedroom that the cats can... that little nooks for them yeah but sometimes they you know it's they're nocturnal animals sometimes Mm -hmm. and they just they're not ready to settle in yet exactly and if you do meal feeding and you play you can get them settled down around your settle down time more easily than if you free feed and don't play so like i don't know if you've noticed adam but since we've we've transitioned over to meal feeding and we have started to play with them before eating almost instinctually i feel like we've started doing this and um the play part and they are just they play they go eat and then they're they're tired they're tuckered out they're ready to lay down and digest well it goes along with their hunting reflex you know Mm -hmm. that you know a cat who would be out in the wild uh, might automatically have to you know go and try and hunt live prey Exactly. Getting a little bit of that stimulation before feeding, uh, I think, satiates that kind of, that reflex. Definitely. So, um, so definitely feeding them and playing with them before bed will help with the meows. Um, another thing that does help, though, is to, if you have an older cat that happens to meow to find out where you are to make sure you're home, just bring that cat into the room with you. Sometimes cats don't want to lay in bed with you, or you don't want them to lay in your bed, really. Um, I'm not that way. Adam and I are fine with the cats in our bed, but I know some people don't like it. And that's when you set up little areas for them to sleep in your room. That way, they know where you are. And if you bring that older cat in with you, even if, if he or she decides to leave and go do something else, they at least know this is the last place I saw my person. So I want to talk about a particular book that we have um we've been reading recently mm-hmm. kind of just as a a fun little past the time book mm-hmm. uh, it's called i could pee on that it's a great book um why don't you tell us a little bit about it it is by a really really talented author um named francesco M- i'm gonna butcher the last name um mark marcoliano and we're gonna have a link for you in the show notes if you want to check out this book. Yeah, it's a great book. So it's just, it's, it's poems by cats, or really by Francisco, but by cats. Um, <laughs> and um, examples are like, one says like, talk to me. Another title of the poem is, who is that on your lap? <laughs> and these, these poems are hilarious. They're, and they're very it's funny. N- it's not meant to be kind of a read page to pay, cover to cover. You can just pick it up, read it for a couple of minutes, and then put it back down. Yeah, we have um, uh, 
a habit in this house where in the mornings, on Sunday morning, we have breakfast together. Um, we wake up, we feed the cats, and then Adam will cook breakfast, and I would read a couple of these poems while he did that out loud for us all to enjoy. Um, and then Adam and I would eat and the cats would sleep. And it's a great way to just kind of uh, it's a great, pass that couple of minutes. And, yeah. Um, it's a great wake-up time thing, too, because it's so funny. So since this is our first episode, uh, we want to walk you through what we hope this podcast is going to be and, and what our um, kind of our format we, we hope to have here. We uh, want to release episodes every Monday, um, and hopefully it's going to be once a week. Uh, again, we're going to try and have you know these sections like we've had today, a little bit of education, uh, maybe a book recommendation, and we're going to end every week with the Meow of the Week, which is hopefully um, something that's current event or something uh, of interest that we, we saw that's going on in the world uh, of cats. Yeah, so um, tell me, what, what Meow of the Week are we going to talk about this week? So this week, we've got something out of the UK. We're going to be talking about Larry. He is the chief mouser for the cabinet office. Hmm. And the cabinet office is actually 10 Downing Street. It's kind of like uh, our White House, where okay. the president uh, lives and conducts his business. So this is like the prime minister's home. Yeah, and uh, there was a recent changeover um, from David Cameron to Theresa May as uh, prime minister, and Larry has uh, will be staying on. He he actually uh, came on with uh, the Camerons as the chief mouser in February of 2011. Mm-hmm. He was a stray, and he. Well, first of all, he's a uh, a tabby, and Aww. he uh, when he first started as the chief mouser, he was not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kind of had more of a lackadaisical view to uh, making sure that Ten Downing Street stayed mouse free. Mm-hmm. But he did get better, and um, it was interesting because from 2011 to now, he's really become kind of a, a social media star. Yeah. And uh, he's gotten a lot more press sometimes than what's going on in the in 10 Downing Street. Mm-hmm. I follow him on Twitter. So he's also known for getting into tussles with the Foreign Office Mouser, which is across the street from, uh, across the street from 10 Downing Street. The uh, first Mouser, when, when Larry first came in, was named Freya, and... Uh, they got in so many fights, in fact, that Freya had to uh, go out. Uh, she had to be, um, I think, given away. Given away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Poor Freya. But uh, they've got a new foreign office mouser uh, named Palmerston. And uh, Larry did not like Palmerston either. <laughs> oh, no. So Larry's just not a cat cat. So recently, uh, it's thought that Palmerston and Larry got into a tussle. And Larry got injured from this fight he got his there have been pictures where he was really favoring his front right paw and uh, a couple of days ago he was he was taken to the royal vet um he did not need surgery on his right paw oh good um he did sprain it and is expected to make a full recovery oh i'm glad he's gonna make a full recovery it's never fun to have a, a cat or any loved pet that is not feeling well, but I'm sure they're taking really good care of him and 
I'm sure that he's getting the royal treatment, as it may be. Yeah, and Theresa May has been uh, cited as saying that she does think very highly of Larry. So I I think we've got a good chance of Larry staying on as chief mouser. Well, I am very glad to hear that. I would hate for him to lose his job. So next week, we're actually going to do a deeper dive into uh, the office of the chief mouser Mm -hmm. for not just the cabinet office, but the... Uh, foreign office and and give you some history of mousers in England and see if we have any of those same traditions here in the United States. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be really interesting. Today we learned about why cats meow at night and some of the things that may be able to be done about that. And one thing I do just want to add about that um, in this closing is that if your cat does start meowing at night out of nowhere, take it to the vet. Okay, the vet is going to be able to tell you better than this podcast can. Your cat might be meowing because it's not feeling well. If if the vet says clean bill of health, then then remember some of the tips and tricks that we talked about today. And then also, everyone, we, we would love to hear your stories about your cats. If you have a cat that does something funny or cute, or if you have... Um, you know, interesting facts that you want to share about cats, please give us um, an email. Send us an email at meowcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at meowcastpodcast. um, Or you can visit our website and leave a comment um, at meowcastpodcast.wordpress.com. And if, if you're interested in any of the stuff that we've talked about today... Go ahead and go to our website because we've got show notes about all the topics. And a picture of Larry. And a picture, a very cute picture. He is of adorable. Larry. In a in a little um, Union Jack bow tie. It's just, it's a wonderful picture. You're going to want to check it out. Definitely. So thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode of the Meowcast, the podcast about cats. And we look forward to sharing this with you weekly.